Hey listeners, it's Alicia, your co-host and resident audio engineer here at Gal Pals Watch. In trying out some of our new equipment this episode, Sarah's microphone failed to work. Thankfully, mine picked her up and I've done what I can to amplify her voice to make it easier to hear. Sometimes technology is a pain and I'm just getting used to all this audio stuff. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your patience. Please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to Galapal's Watch. I'm Alicia. I'm Sarah. And today we are going to talk about the children's hour. So buckle up. Buckle up, folks. Trigger warning, content warning for all the things. Yes. Uh, before we dive right in, though, I do want to give a shout out to our awesome artist who made um, our logo. Our logos. Um, her our name. Logos are so awesome. They are so cool. They look exactly like us. It's I know, so crazy. Except better, maybe. I look better. <laughs> I just love how cute they are, and they. And I really wish we were just sitting on the couch eating popcorn yeah, and watching movies, but we're not. <laughs> but we can be in that picture. Anyway, the wonderful artist who did all that. <laughs> Her name is Kaz Sweeney. Uh, she is a Sydney Australian Sydney Australian? Yep. Based <laughs> artist. Um, you can find her at kaesthetics.com. That's K-A-S. T-H-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Uh, she's made some pretty awesome artwork uh, for the Zombies Run board game or card game. Um, and she has awesome stuff on her website. So please check her out and yeah. support your artists. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> really awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. So you were just saying what the children's hour you want to give some content warnings. Yeah, I would say content warning for extreme homophobia and suicide. Yep. Yep, so spoiler alert. But this movie was made in 1961, so. Yeah, so this, <laughs> yeah, this movie is made in, um, was made in 1961. It stars Shirley MacLaine and Audrey Hepburn, um, which everyone knows about. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. those, those and two. Who's the guy? He's also really famous, but I forgot his name. I forgot his name as well because he's we a guy. We don't care about <laughs> uh, um, It's based on a play. Yes, it's based on a play by um, Lillian Hellman. Um, that was written in 1934? Yes. Um, which, and then that play is based on a real life event. Oh, that I didn't know. So I actually read a whole book on this. Um, oh, so <laughs> it is called The Scotch Verdict um, by Lillian Faderman. Um, and basically it documents the tr- um, 1890 trial of um, these two women who... Um, have a school they open up a school for girls and they are like a boarding school. yep a boarding school and they are um slandered as being gay um and there's a lot that goes into the account of um like the actual event um that Lillian Hellman and um William Wyler the director of this film put into uh the movie which I thought was that's really interesting. I really did not interesting. Know that part. Do you know if Lillian Hellman was a lesbian or queer or something? Um, I don't actually. I, don't either. I forgot to look that up. I forgot as well. <laughs> it might not even be 
knowledge, like public knowledge. But yeah, I completely forget. I know the author who wrote on um, the Scotch verdict is definitely gay, um, and her experience with the whole um, case is that she played, she was doing the play in. I think school or something like that, or in a drama club. Did this play in a school? <laughs> or something like that. Oh and boy, she was that is not good. And she played the little girl. Oh God! The really the devil girl. The devil girl. Um, wow. Yes. So I can't believe they put this on. In, I mean, I guess I can, but like, what a way to send some really harmful messages to kids. Fuck that noise. Yeah. So and of course, this is such like a. I think it's like a period piece. Definitely, it's yeah. it's definitely a movie of its time in so many ways. Not just being like not just the gay thing. <laughs> um, so just a little bit more information on the Scotch verdict. Um, I have a couple of passages that I wanted to read. Yeah, that's all right. Um, <laughs> so it's um, oh my god, I totally forgot their names, but. So I have their last names. <laughs> the, the main characters? Uh, no, the, well, who the um, story was actually based on. Okay, the so real life. Not, that's not their same names as the No, characters. it's okay. not. Um, so it says, the case of Miss Woods and Miss Peary against Lady Helen Cumming Gordon may be somewhat familiar to contemporary readers because it provides the source material for the Children's Hour, first written and produced in 1934 by Lillian Hellman. The play itself was controversial when it was staged, though the word lesbian was never uttered and Hellman herself denied that the play was about lesbians at all. Then what was it about? Lying, apparently, and the terrible damage that a stray rumor adapted from a lie can do. In 1934, the Hayes Code made it illegal to even mention homosexuality in films, but this censorship did not extend to Broadway plays. So, though the material and lesbianism could be more directly addressed in the play, it had to be buried when the play was made into a film. Director William Wyler made two different film adaptations of the play, which I thought was really interesting. Wow. Um, oh, I read about this, actually, because yeah. some of the same actors were in the, Oh, really? Yeah, so the woman who played Aunt Lily and oh. then um, the woman who played the grandmother of the little girl, they were the main characters. Get in the first movie. out of here. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> so it says, in the 1936 adaptation... Um, he based the film on a play, but transformed the female drama into a heterosexual love triangle. He also changed the name of the production to These Three to avoid any connection with the scandalous material in the, in the play. At that point, what's the point of basing it on... I don't know. <laughs> I just want to make everything straight. Yeah. Um, and then it says, but when Weiler made the play into a film again in 1961, following the lifting of the Hayes Code, lesbianism emerged from the shadows and became the clear but still unspeakable accusation um, directed at the two teachers by a malicious pupil. Audrey Hepburn and Shirley MacLaine bring the characters to life in, a much, in much acclaimed performances. On account of the dramatic tension between the two women, oops, excuse me, that the two women generate, the complexities of friendship that they negotiate, and despite the depressing ending, the film became classic of gay and lesbian cinema. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so this has a lot of history in it. Yeah. Um, more than I knew going into it. Yeah. I actually, um, when I was watching this, because I had a kind of a hard time watching this, especially as it went on, it got more and more upsetting. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of like looking up articles on it at the same time, like in a different tab. Um, 
and reading a lot about the Hayes Code, and um, it's just really, it's really interesting, but it's, it's also just sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. What did you learn about the Hayes Code? Because I didn't really look that up. Yeah, so I just learned, I just read the Wikipedia article, so I'll link to that in the show notes, but um, uh, the guy, William Hayes, who instituted the code, he was the president of the MPAA, which is like the Motion Picture Association of America, um, from 1922 to 1945, which is a really long time. Um, And he was like this Presbyterian minister or something, and Hollywood hired him like basically to help them censor stuff because there had been all these scandals involving like actors and stuff and Hollywood kind of got this reputation for being like a scandalous Lascivious. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they wanted stuff to be whatever, like I guess Christian or something. More, yeah. Yeah, like they wanted more like moral stuff, but like whose morals, right? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Uh, got them. Certain people's morals that maybe not moral but anyway um yeah and the Hayes code was like the precursor to today's modern rating system like pg pg-13 whatever r mm-hmm. and and that made me think of imagine me and you like, yeah rated r and i was like damn this rating system still homophobic as fuck yeah it really is <laughs> Um, So this story, as we kind of already said, is about um, two women who open up a um, boarding school for girls, um, and yeah, some some shit goes down, someone tells some lies about them being gay, and everything starts to unravel from there. Yeah. Um, Well, one of the characters is gay. Yes. But we'll get to that. Yes. Um, So I, from the get-go, was really confused about this quote-unquote school, which is, like, in a house, and the only teachers are these two women, mm-hmm. Karen and Martha, who are best friends. They've been friends since college. Um, and then <laughs> Martha's Aunt Lily, who is, like, none of them seem qualified to teach anything, <laughs> but Aunt Lily especially is really self-absorbed. Oh, and super. And she's, like, an actor or something, uh, and she thinks very highly of herself. Uh, and doesn't put in any work at all. Yeah, um, I think the only mooching off of them. Yeah, <laughs> living at this school. I think the only classes she, she teaches are like music-related ones or elocution. Which, what is elocution? So the only thing I could gather is, and I'm pretty sure it's just how to speak properly. Oh. Like how to enunciate. Cool. Which, which for her would have been a big deal yeah. as an actor. Yeah, yeah. But she also spilled all the beans like gossip wise she was a huge gossip mm-hmm. when um like to one of the or I guess it was the grandmother the girl's grandmother the girl's grandmother came, yeah and Aunt Lily just like went on and she on can't and on. keep her mouth shut yeah. yeah anyway we'll get to that part but it's actually kind of interesting I just thought of this because Aunt Lily is one of those or is one of the least feminist people in this story like she constantly teaches the girls um how to be ladies essentially Mm -hmm. um and like I feel like part of elocution classes is to make sure that um girls speak properly and they're speaking ladylike Mm -hmm. quote unquote Mm -hmm. um well that that's part of what makes this movie a a product of its time yeah absolutely there is and everything like everyone's just dressed like in 
Although there was that one little girl who was like playing baseball, Helen. Yes. The one who lost her bracelet. Yes. She I, looked like a little cute little baby butt. Yeah. And she she looked very sad when she was leaving. She she apologized yeah. for having to do for having to leave. Yeah. Um so the basically the movie opens with like a parent's day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they're like doing a piano performance. They have this big picnic and um, what's her face? The devil child. Mary. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> of course, the devil child. Say really, Mary. I read this IndieWire article that really resonated with me, and um, it was oh, who was it by? Uh, Les Fabian, and he wrote. Uh, the overarching theme of the children's hour is that children are the fucking worst. Oh, and that being a lesbian is a fate worse to slash akin to death. <laughs> Mary makes the girl from the bad seed look like fucking Anne Frank. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that was really well written. Hats off to you. It's not wrong. Nope. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's really annoying from the very beginning. She's constantly scowling, and yeah. she just has that very, um, yeah, her face is always twisted into something, yeah. some sort of upsetting face. Yeah. <laughs> she's super manipulative. Oh, yeah, and extremely. And it doesn't, it's not ever explained, like, why is she so upset? Like, they're just nice to her there, you know? Yeah, and, and they're trying to do the best they can. Right, they're yeah. They're punishing her when she does something bad and yeah, she should be punished punishing her like in a any kind of bad way like nope um audrey hepburn's character karen um just kind of sits her down one day because she knows she's been lying about like some flowers that she stole from the trash or yeah. something and she was like you know you can just tell us it's okay and mary has a total freak out screaming like running around throwing a fit like a four-year-old it's just like really jarring. Yeah. And she pretends to faint and die <laughs> and won't wake up for like hours. Yeah, it is it is jarring cuz it makes you think like what in this child's life has yeah. gone so wrong that she needs to act out in this way. Yeah. And even, you know, all the teachers are aware that she probably has some sort of anger management problem mm-hmm. um because even in that same conversation where she's where Karen is asking Mary, like, if she needs to just, like, um, have an outlet. Just tell them, and, like, you can walk around outside if it's going to stop you from lying and it's Mm going to stop you from, like, hitting or having this fucking fit. (laughs) Um, So they're very aware of it, and they're willing to help her, but she constantly wants to lie. And we don't know why. We don't know much about her situation other than she's a little bitch shit fucker. Well, we do know her grandmother (laughs) Yes. Who is really rich. Yes, her grandmother is filthy um, rich. Uh, apparently her parents are not in the picture because we never see them no. or hear any mention of them. And when uh, Mary, she really wants to leave the school, mm-hmm. um, and it's her grandmother that she always wants to call and come get her to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of how Mary really wants to leave the school, and that's how this whole rumor gets started of, like, their gay relationship. But yeah. um, we can get to that because we haven't even set up all the characters yet. Because there's also Joe. Joe, yeah, so the... I have written Joe is the worst in all. <laughs> what a man baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Yeah, the first time we see Joe, he is um, he comes into Karen and Martha's 
like kitchen area basically yeah. and they're just cleaning up from dinner and he says all these like really misogynistic things everything out of that man's mouth the fucking worst <laughs> i would say like is, he wants to be like the hero you know like, yeah but he also is really passive aggressive and complains a lot because he and karen are actually engaged yeah they and they've been engaged for two years yeah so um, and he's like, why won't you marry me? <clears throat> and Karen's like, I want to have a baby by this time next year or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, that's not good enough. Or it's like, he's like, why do you want a baby? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Why do you want a baby? <laughs> like, don't you have it schooled around? I like. I remember. I think I had to pause it and like just start writing down the conversation because it was. I was like blown away. Um, it's been a long time since I had seen this movie, so like I guess I didn't remember how like. Or maybe I wasn't, I don't know, woke enough at that point to be like, whoa, that's friggin' weird. Yeah. Um, he also pulls donuts in his car every time he leaves to uh, like, impress her, and she thinks it's so charming. Disgusting. I'm like, Dude, you suck. Yep. Um, so he just, like, immediately asks Martha, like, when she's going to have children. She doesn't yeah. have a boyfriend or anyone that she's involved with. Why would you just randomly ask a woman, like, oh, how many kids do you want? And when because are you going to have them? Because, the because of the 50s and 60s, I yeah. guess. I mean, she and Martha is, like, so funny. She goes, I have 20 upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Martha. Oh, my gosh. She's so tortured through this whole thing. Yeah. That's really sad. Because she is actually really kind of – she tries super hard not to be possessive of Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and – but she is pretty short with – uh, Joe, yeah. which yeah. I mean, totally justified. Mm-hmm. But she also is really short with Karen um, in some of their interactions, and I think she just like doesn't she doesn't know what her feelings are, like how to deal with them, um, because she kind of just starts randomly. It's like they bubble up, and then she snaps, you know. But then she like immediately yeah. takes it back, and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so selfish." Like blah blah blah. I hate myself. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, it was not a time of um, emotional <laughs> literacy. No, um, for no sure. one, everyone kept their emotions pretty packed in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that because she is very much aware that she has some feelings. Excuse me. She has some feelings that are not going to go away, but she doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Ooh. And it's actually her yelling one day that wakes up Mary mm-hmm. to go out. It's like they're in um, Martha's room, I guess. Karen and Martha are in her room yeah. just talking. And Martha gets mad about, I think about Joe. Or uh, Yeah, because they yeah, had just decided to get married. That's right. And Karen was telling her, we just decided to get married and we're going to have a baby. And isn't it great? And Martha's kind of like, well, but okay, that means you're going to be like leaving the school and that kind of sucks. And they, they get in like... Not like a big fight, but she kind of like yells. But she um, does have an outburst, like yeah, you were saying does. before, where she actually says, um, you know, she she congratulates her and says she's very happy for her, but she also like, you know, within a minute is like screaming at the top of her mm-hmm. lungs and saying like, why would you do this to us? Yeah. Why would you um, throw away something we've worked to, so hard for? And even though Karen says like, that doesn't mean I'm not going to still work here. Yeah. And Joe would never, realistically, yeah. probably would be and, that. <laughs> and Joe would never take that away from me. Realistically, from the time, we know that women usually. Oh, Joe has no problem taking shit away from her, I'm sure. But, but he also says in the yeah. film that he wouldn't. 
he wouldn't do that. That's true. But it's also one of those things of the times where it's like, really, they're going to pop out a kid, and is she really going to be able to work? No. Yeah. Like, it's going to come down to the fact that she's going to have to stay at home with a mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. And so Martha knows that, like, you can't bullshit me. I know what's going to happen, and you're going to leave me. You're going to have to leave me. Yeah. Based on the life that you're choosing. Mm-hmm. So. And Mary hears this argument, and then you see the little cogs in her evil head start mm-hmm. to turn. Yeah, because um, Karen does kiss Martha's cheek at the end, just kind of like a, That's right. you know, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, we'll be okay kind of thing. And it's, just, it's very platonic. There's mm-hmm. nothing sexual about yeah. it. Um, but Mary does see that, yeah. um, and she starts scheming, and like you said, yeah, you can really see the cogs, like, yeah. <laughs> they kind of, like, zoom in on her eyes, and yeah. you can just see, like, it's really uh, creepy. I was gonna There's say. a lot about this that really felt like a horror movie to me, like, a yes. lot of the music was really horror movie music, yes. like, with the, especially in that time, like, horror movies of, like, the 60s, just, you know, there's that specific music with, like, like yeah. string instruments, I think, and it's just... Like, and it starts going, like, faster. Yeah, yeah. It just was like. so like that for a lot of the scenes, and this is one of those scenes, and it zoomed in on her eyes, and it's just like, oh, Yeah, <laughs> it reminds you of, like, Psycho, Yeah. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, there's just one other thing that Joe did that I found to be extremely <laughs> weird yeah. and, like, horrible. Which was when Mary threw that fit after um, Karen was like, you can tell us if you like need an outlet or whatever. And she, what was she doing? She like screamed and yelled. And then Karen just left. She was like, I can't deal with these. So she just left. And then Joe came up and straight up spanked her. Yeah. And then he was, she screamed really loud. Yeah. And he went out and he was like, I'm not leaving till I get paid or whatever, because he's a doctor too. Yes. <laughs> we forgot to mention that. He's yeah, like, he's a school, school doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hate him. Um, I think that it is very telling of the time, though, um, for kids to get spanked like that, even if it wasn't your kid. Like, you just hit any kid that yeah. was misbehaving. Um, it just was weird, because, like, he's the doctor, you know? Yeah, but and, like, back then, think about, like... I'm not saying that it was yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but I was not at all surprised by it. I was like, yeah, of course he spanked her. She's I being a brat. I, don't <laughs> um, I think maybe I I don't, my parents got like fucking smacked all the time and but, spanked like, and hit. Doctors? <laughs> no, pro- <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Probably they were t- not. too poor to go to doctors, I think. But, but I know they definitely got like spanked by their parents. But like when yeah. when their parents are missing. Yeah. They're, they're sending their children there to be disciplined and become, quote-unquote, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's um, the other thing about the way girlhood is portrayed in this movie, because the girls themselves, like the young girls, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're all different, mm-hmm. but there's just this kind of, um, like, what's her name, the girl who steals the bracelet? Rosalie. Rosalie. Uh there's just kind of this brutality a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Mary is super brutal towards Mm -hmm. everyone, but especially towards Rosalie. And I just wish that, I mean, obviously, we're talking about a movie that was made in the 60s and Mm -hmm. the Hayes Code and all that stuff, but there's just so much more nuance in life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just like, 
what is this? Girls and women are portrayed as awful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, I, I constantly They're either weak or just like completely manipulative. Yeah, bitches. I feel for Rosalie so much. She Me definitely too. she gets. She's got something going on because she keeps stealing things. Yeah, she keeps stealing stuff. And then, add on top of that, Mary like, just twisting her around so much. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, that I just saw the in my notes the. Um, are you leaving not until I get paid? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote I wrote gross. And then yeah. what I thought was even grosser is that they have the romantic music playing. Yeah, and then they make out. Yeah. And then I wrote down, straight girls be gray. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's constantly reaffirming that like, oh, it's okay if a guy speaks to you that way because now we're playing the romantic music and you're supposed to right. code this in your brain as romantic. Yeah. Um, even though it's like, like... He's just being funny. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's like, you are being paid. You're the school doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he does. I, I put wheelies because I didn't know the word donuts. <laughs> I was like, I know this isn't right, but I'm writing yeah. wheelies. <laughs> he does wheelies in a car. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, uh, so the other major plot point that's kind of the turning point is that Mary, um, how does she get to her grandmother's house? Um, so she runs away, and it's all because of. Um, her friends over here, Aunt Lily and, oh, what's her name? Martha. <laughs> um, so Aunt oh, Lily yeah. is, right. yeah, Aunt Lily is Martha's real aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, basically they're fighting yeah. in, in a, like, study room or something like that. Um, and what comes out of the fight is that Aunt Lily doesn't like Karen but then it spirals into Aunt Lily calling Martha unnatural yeah. and that her friendship is unnatural and her feelings are unnatural. Yeah. And I keep her repeating. Her jealousy of Joe are unnatural. And yeah. She always has wanted, even as she was a child, mm-hmm. she always wanted Karen to herself. And, yeah. And um, we keep saying the word unnatural because yeah. that is the word that yeah, is it's constantly a, it's a repeated. Word. Yeah, yeah. It's a word that's constantly repeated. Um, and basically her uh mary's friends over here that fight and then they just and rosalie yeah rosalie tells mary everything i forget exactly why it's because uh, she blackmailed her because she saw that she had stolen helen's Helen's bracelet yeah helen's bracelet um yeah she's definitely a bully and she yeah blackmails the hell i'm sure she blackmailed like a bunch of other kids too um Ugh, I just wrote something down after that. So in that conversation when Mary and Rosalie are fighting, Aunt Lily comes in and she says, in my day, children were seen and not heard. Try to be ladies. Um, and it's just like this constant, like, yeah. forced. Ugh, I just yeah. hate it. Um, but then that's when Mary runs away. Right. And then she goes to her grandmother's and her grandmother's like, we're going to go back to the school. Like, let's get in my fancy Rolls Royce with the <laughs> She's like, uh, Karen and Martha are lovely women. And, um, she actually, she really doesn't listen to Mary at yeah, first. Until so Mary, like, escalates yeah. it. Mary um, says they're funny secrets. Yeah. Which my dad still says the word funny when he means, like, perverted. Oh <laughs> or, like, something. Yeah. Not, like, something odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because when, or funny, 
Shouldn't use that right now. Uh, perverted. No. I know. It's perverted when they're, like, driving towards the school. And um, the closer they get, the more desperate Mary gets to, like, get her grandmother on board with her leaving the school. Absolutely. And so she just... Becomes, like, a race yeah, to get her to. Yeah. And she agree. just keeps saying, like, and then... She said this and this and mm-hmm. this is what Lily said and this is what Martha said. Mm-hmm. And the grandmother's like, shut up, I don't like your gossip. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and then finally they're so close, they're like at the gate of, a, of the school. And Mary goes, I also saw them doing something, but I can't tell you what. Yeah. I have to whisper it to you. And she's like, why do you have to whisper it? And so she whispers something, we don't know what it is, but... Obviously, yeah. it's the grandma's face. Convincing. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the grandma's eyes go wide, yeah. and we know and that's when um, it's the game. The grandmother goes in. She leaves Mary in the car. The grandmother goes in to talk to them, but Aunt Lily's there, mm-hmm. leaving, sort of on her way out. Because she's just been kicked out of the house essentially, yeah. because uh, Martha's had it with her, yeah. rightfully so. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, and then she just goes on and on about how uh, Martha's never had a boyfriend or a husband or any kind of love interest and she's just obsessed with Karen and that yeah. just confirms everything for the grandmother. Yeah, she um, even says she says not this insane devotion. Yeah. So she is, you know, clocking it as being crazy. Yeah. Um and So then the grandmother pulls Mary out of school. Yeah, and it's and like she also calls all the other students' parents. Yep. And then they all show up and take all their kids out of school. Yeah. And one of the parents um or maybe it's a driver. I'm not sure if it's a father or a driver. Yeah, a bunch of the kids have drivers. Yeah, because they're cause they're rich. It's yeah. a boarding school. Um, and he says, oh, I think it's a father because he says, if you don't know, I don't know. Yeah, no, that was a father. Yeah. And he's trying, like, he's trying not to possibly humili- humiliate these women. Um, he does kind of feel for them, but also it's something of the time where you just do not talk about. Yeah. Ever. Um, and he even says it's the kind of thing I don't want to talk about. Yeah. But he does eventually tell Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they're so confused. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, they have no idea. Suddenly, and they're so devastated because all of their students are suddenly gone in the course of one afternoon, and no one can tell them why. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they go to... Or no, Joe goes to his... Um, so Joe is the nephew of Mary, no, 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 no. Joe, Joe is the nephew of the grandmother. Yes, yeah, so they're cousins. And the Mary cousin and of Joe Mary. Yeah, Mary oh, and Joe so are cousins. Maybe that's also like because there's that familial um, connection. So I mean, not that that justifies him spanking her, but maybe that's why he. Like, <laughs> oh, true. Felt, I didn't think of that. Felt like he could do something like that. That's true. That is possible. That that's more that. that's more likely. Yeah. I didn't think of that either. I just thought like. You know, buck wild time. Everyone's hitting everyone. <laughs> um, but basically, Joe goes to his grandmother's house, and she's like, I have something to tell you about Karen. And he doesn't hear any of it. He's just like, nope, it's not true. Yeah. Like, nope. And then the girl, the women stop by, um, and they basically st- storm into the Tilford home, and they demand an answer of what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, and then what I thought was awesome is that they said, we're going to sue you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to sue you. We're going to take you to court. And the um, whole trial, I feel like it happened off screen. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand what that whole thing was, but the point was they lost, right? Yes, they lost. Um, and the book that I read was essentially all of the court documents. 
um, which I found really interesting, and I can yeah. kind of get into that later. Yeah, because the, the trial itself was not a focus of this. No, project. the trial itself didn't. No, it was, we don't even, I didn't even know they went to trial until someone said we lost. Yeah. Or something like that. I know. I didn't really know either. Yeah, until someone said that, and then I read an article about it, but, yeah. What I thought was interesting, too, is that they, when they go into the house at the Tilford home, and they start interrogating Mary, and I thought was, this is from the actual um, case, and he says, they were kissing, I saw through the keyhole. And then she said, there's no key, Karen said, there's no keyhole on my door. Yeah. Um, and then Mary said, oh, no, it was actually Rosalie that saw it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how um, it all kind of comes crashing down, because Rosalie, who is now staying with Mary yeah. um, and Mary's grandmother, waiting for her parents to come and get her, I guess, yeah, like they're away, it's yeah. whatever. Um, she makes Rosalie and blackmails Rosalie into saying yeah. that she said it all and she saw it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... And they both end up screaming a lot. Yeah. And crying. So much yelling. Yeah. Um, it really was loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which like, I think in is... In my headphones, I was like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> which I think is also, like, really reminiscent of the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. It's just, like, screaming culture. <laughs> <laughs> like the 50s and 60s and those like horror movies like they use sound as yeah. like a well the sound tool. quality also wasn't as good so maybe that's why it felt more jarring that's true like the pitch yeah it's just like it just picked up whatever i would say shrill but i don't like that word so i won't it was though. I, I just said it though so whatever it was though it was, <laughs> was high pitched it was and it made me gasp <laughs> um what i the scenes that i thought were really interesting too are when um karen and martha are home and it's i i think we're supposed to assume it's after the trial and they have an empty house they don't really know what to do and And i actually wrote down it felt like a haunted house like in that in the vein of the horror movie yeah and they want to go out they're just like we're just gonna go out for a walk it'll be fine and they go to the door putting their coats on and this fucking hate mob shows up in a truck yeah, just, just three like guys. Just them, just waiting outside their door. Yep. So they're trapped in there. Yeah. All right. What I thought was really cool is that um, Martha says, what if we see someone? And Karen says, what if we do? Yeah. Like, she's she's trying to be, like, brave about this. But, yeah. the, like you said, the second they open their door, there's, a, there's three men in a pickup truck just watching them. Mm-hmm. And you know that, like... Yeah, they're looking right you at can't them. Leave, you yeah. can't leave your house. Like, you're going to get assaulted. Like, yeah. something's going to happen. Um. So they are kind of relegated to their homes, and they are shut in and scared. They get their groceries delivered. And that grocery guy. And oh, my God. So awkward. That part was really. And creepy. Really scary. Creepy. It was scary because yeah. he didn't really say anything, but he just was looking at them in this way that and really made my skin crawl. And he kept, like, f- fiddling with his zipper. Yeah, and, and he, he had like, this he, smirk on his face, kind of. It was a jacket zipper, by the way. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Um, not pants. Yeah. But still, it was to the point where it looked like he was t- trying to take off his clothes. Yeah, yeah. and he had a smirk, and yeah. she was, and they kept saying, like, get out of here. Stop yeah. looking at and us. And then Martha was like, she snapped again, and she was yeah. like, oh, look, I have eight fingers and two heads. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a monster. Get out. Yeah. Um, and then he left, luckily. Yeah. But. And then Aunt Lily comes back because oh she's, she's broke. Yeah. Um, she can't. And what I what I loved, loved, loved is that like Shirley McLean frigging 
yells this woman into a corner. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it was my favorite part of the movie <laughs> because she's basically saying, um, she said, where were you when, we, when you, you were supposed to testify? You were the only mm -hmm. person that all of this evidence like relied on. You were the only person that could set things straight. <laughs> um, and she refused to come because she was committed to the theater. Yeah. And she shows up like the next day. Yeah, and like, she said, hey, can I have a place to live? Yeah, she said, there's an eight o'clock train. Get on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, girl, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> I love Shirley MacLaine in this movie. I think she's super friggin' cute. Oh she's my really God. Cute. I want to date her. Uh, I just. I don't know, because that's right before the scene, too. I think it's right before where it's just her and Karen, mm -hmm. and yeah. she finally confesses. She's kind of confessing to herself at the same time as to Oh, Karen, yeah, yeah, she's coming across this realization. she's never, she's been so closeted, even to herself. And that, I think this is the part where I actually got really upset. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even that last scene. It no. was like this part where she just says that she feels disgusted with herself, she feels like sick and dirty sick and she dirty. says and i just like oh, i just like cried at that because yeah like, the thing is i don't know if i would say i felt exactly that same way but i kind of did like for so long and it's just upsetting to hear someone say it out loud and just like really go into those depths of self-hatred yeah because of this thing that's, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's actually kind of an awesome, amazing thing. Mm -hmm. But in society, like, it's just really, at this time, and still in so many places, and for so many people, it's just, like, really unacceptable. And it's just really devastating. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's very devastating. And um, Karen is trying to be as positive as possible, yeah. but she doesn't necessarily understand what Martha is saying. Yeah. And she's constantly asking her, like, oh, we should move, we should mm -hmm. get out of here, start a new life. Mm -hmm. um, other people haven't been destroyed by it, she says. So she understands, yeah. like, the implications of, like, being... that other people have been accused of being gay and they mm -hmm. have had a fine life. Um, I think that's actually the biggest redeeming factor of this movie that overall I did not exactly have a good time watching is that Karen really sticks with Martha. Absolutely. She doesn't turn around and be like, yeah, you are disgusting. Mm -hmm. Or like, just because she could easily leave and go be with Joe and like have her married life or whatever. But she really cares about Martha. Yeah, and, and she even decides not to marry Joe because... That's right. Um, yeah. But it's like she could. Yeah. And But she doesn't because no. she says, like, I could never trust that you didn't feel that you believed me. Yeah. That it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. It never was. Because she finally says, like, why don't you ask me? Yeah. And he feels ashamed in asking her, but he does anyway because it's on his mind. He wants to know if it was really true. And it's like the second he asks her, her face actually goes into a smile. Yeah. Because she's like, all right, I need to let him go. Like, I can't, I can't let this. Because it's also like, you know, people say one thing and they really want to believe what they're saying, but that's not necessarily the case. And mm -hmm. she's, she knows that she could never trust that he 
yeah, that he really meant it, so she yeah. lets him go. Yeah. Um, Which, good riddance. <laughs> right? Um, and she says, why are you saying all of this? And Martha says, because I love you. Maybe I love you the way they said I love you. I have loved you the way. I've, I have loved you the way they said. There's always been something wrong. And it's yeah. like, there was so much of this that was that like... stabbed me so yeah. much. Yeah. There was always like something that like, it was going so good. And then she could have just said, there's always been something. Yeah. Because love is never wrong. Exactly. We know that. Um, and even Karen says, you're guilty of nothing. Yeah. Like, come on. She's, she's really trying to stick by her, even, mm-hmm. e- even though she is like coming out to her right now. She's like, listen, like, it doesn't matter. You're still my best friend. Yeah. Ugh. And then everything <laughs> gets yeah. even worse. There's another quote that I thought was really powerful. It says, one night a little girl gets bored and tells a lie. She found the lie with an ounce of truth. I was just like, oh, kill me, Martha. And oh. in her whole, okay. yeah, 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 in her whole coming out, yeah, speech, so to speak. Ugh. Um, Ugh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and basically, from there, uh, yeah, the grandmother comes back to the house and she apologizes to the women and she says, mm-hmm. like, I really will try to get this verdict reversed, but it's like when the damage is the done, damage is done yeah. there's no, they can't really have a wonderful life after this, even though Karen is very, yeah, even though Karen is very, Karen is very, um, positive that they will be fine. That's not the case. And we just know that. Um, yeah. And Karen says she's going away and she still wants Martha with her. And I keep, I wrote down why, like, why does, why does she want her? I know. I was a little confused about that too, or like what that is supposed to imply because I really didn't get the impression that Karen loved Martha in the same way, like mm-hmm. in a romantic, like, romantic love kind of way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, just speaking from personal experience, like, a lot of my platonic friendships are, they are really intimate and, like, yeah. I just, I can see how she would want to do anything to, like, be with her best friend. Yeah. Even if she didn't love her in the same way. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for that, but I'm also hoping that she feels some gay feelings. I know. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice, too. Yeah. Not that it matters. No. Because <laughs> um, we all know what happens at the end. Yeah. Karen goes on a walk, but she gets this, like, sixth sense, and she's like, yeah. something's not right. Like super horror movie. That part. is, yeah. It gets the music. very... And, you know, as Karen's pace is getting faster and she starts running back yeah. to the house, the music is getting faster. Yeah. And, yeah, she, you are. Is Aunt Lily calling for Martha or something? She said, yeah, is Martha with you? Yeah. And she's like, no. Oh, wait, if she's not. Yeah. What? You know, that kind of thing. Like. Yeah, it's like she knows what's happening. Yeah. So. Um, and, yeah, she runs up. Yeah. And she's, like, yelling for Martha and she's not answering. Yeah. And then Martha dies by suicide. Yeah. Um. And all we see are shadows of mm-hmm. her body. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they didn't show it. Same. Like, did you ever watch Girl Interrupted? <sighs> yeah, I can't get that image of... Yeah, I know, me either. Out I, of my head. I, sometimes it randomly pops into my head, like, 
I just it's got shivers. Really disturbing. Yeah, it is extremely yeah. disturbing. I was really happy that they did not do that. With Same. Movie. And I think they probably couldn't also because of yeah. like, you know, Technology. MPAA. Well, oh, yeah, even that too. Even yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so you get the right the image of it, but right. not the facts of it, yeah. I guess. Oh, God. But Girl Interrupted, <sighs> man, talk about a gay awakening for me. Fuck. I was in love with Angelina Jolie in that movie. <laughs> Who wasn't? I don't know, but she was <laughs> It's so fucked up. <laughs> it is. It's such a fucked up movie, but I watched it so No, I love time. it. I would always just stop it before that one scene. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. I used to do that with my girl too. Did you ever? Oh, he can't see without his glasses. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> but I would always, because if you stop it before he dies, then it's like just a really cute childhood story. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Girl Interrupted is not a cute childhood story, but <laughs> it is like a really great movie up until that point for like people who love Angelina Jolie and being have gay feelings. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> No. Back to I remember. <laughs> wait, just one more thing okay, about okay. Girl I remember one time I was watching that movie, and the song that's playing in that scene is... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes it even creepier. So, yeah, because it so one of the lyrics is, don't they know it's the end of the world? Yeah. Um, and my mom walks in, she goes, oh, my God, I loved that song as a little girl. And I was like, Mom, get out of here! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just like, yeah. yeah, it gives you Chills. the creeps. Yeah. Um, I really hated the way this movie ended on Me so many too. levels. I'm so glad you said that because I wrote down the ending was what? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay, why did you write that? I want to know. Okay, because <laughs> they're like burying Martha and Karen just kind of walks away and she, I cannot read the look on her face. Okay. It's like okay, she thank almost you. looks happy. Yeah. I wrote Karen sort of looks dot 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 happy question yeah, mark. I wrote was she happy? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I hate this movie. <laughs> you know what? I think she was happy. It makes And no it makes no sense. sense. Because, oh, like, you just lost your best friend that yeah. you have been friends with for, they've known each other since they were 17. Yeah. Someone mentions that Karen's 28, so it's been 11 years. Yeah. They've been best friends for 11 years. They they've live lived together. together, yeah. They, like, oh, my God. They went through this extremely emotional thing, literally, like, the day before. Yeah, you can't tell me that she's like, ah, oh, I feel free as a bird, and now Martha's yeah, finally at peace. Like she felt free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, yay, Martha's at peace, and I can be free. It's like, what the fuck? No, dude. No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And this is how people get that kind of shit. They're yeah. like, oh, being gay is just for, like, the, um, you know, the drama or right. something like that, where, like, a one-off character that doesn't really matter. It's mm-hmm. to, like, serve Karen, the right. straight girl's. Right. Audrey Hepburn's, of course, it's Audrey Hepburn. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, no offense to her, but she's so overrated. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. But yeah. it's just like to like further her story. Yeah. What about what about Martha's story? Yeah. She's the one that fucking died. And you know what? It's crazy because she was a main character. Like a lot of the storylines you see in um, TV or movies where the queer character is to like further the straight person's storyline they're kind of a side character Mm -hmm. but this one she was like you're right it was like the two of them as main characters yeah and it really felt super unresolved yeah and then you're like oh is this with that ending you're thinking was this movie supposed to be about karen the whole time yeah 
Exactly. And I'm like, because I didn't feel that way. No. <laughs> I feel it was more Martha's story than Karen's. Yeah, it absolutely is. And how children are the worst. And, and <laughs> yeah. We don't know what happens to Mary, but we don't care. Nope. <laughs> um, so. Man, this movie was rough. It's very rough. Um, so rough. I, I think it's interesting and you should watch it if you're interested in like, um, I guess like gay history. Yeah, I would say if you watch this, make sure you're feeling emotionally fortified and that you're going into it with like... Have an emotional snack. Yes. And you're going into it with like a researcher's mind. Yes. And just like a curious history mind. Yeah. Because you are not going to be entertained. You are not no. going to come away from this happy. No. And make sure you have something good to look forward to after you watch it. Yeah. Like for me, I just watched a bunch of Way Hot fan videos Afterwards, you put that on Instagram I and did. I died. I was like, you know what this calls for? Some way hot kisses. And it helped. Yeah. It really helped. It did. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely need a chaser after this. Oh, for sure. Hello, Thunzer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it's just like. It's like, oh, yeah, it's okay. We're human beings, full human beings. We can be happy. Yeah. Um. So one of the things I thought was really interesting that I read in the Scotch Verdict was um, everything about this movie is essentially the same except for the suicide, I think. I have to be honest, I didn't read the very end because I had to return it back to the library. Um, I don't think anyone dies. I could be wrong, you know. Oh, yeah. I wonder if one of them... It didn't I, seem yeah, like it. I mean, that's a thing that Hollywood did. Yeah, I think it's, it's like yeah. not, and yeah. it was in the play that one of them okay. sh- uh, shoots themselves. Good Gross. Um, so, I, I don't know which one. Um, but the thing that was interesting that the play and the movie did not talk about is that in the real uh, Scotch Verdict trial, the girl that brings all of this up is half Indian. Um and her parents are not in the picture. She is um, oh, sent the, to the school the by. Child girl? <laughs> yes. Oh, she I was is. Like, Who are you talking about? Oh, Mary. Mary's okay. character. Um, she is sent to the school by her grandmother, um, who is. This is the was, true life story. Yeah, this okay. is the true story. Um, she's sent to the school by her grandmother, who's white, obviously, um, <laughs> in England at that time. Sorry, I'm um, the But basically, what happened is like her son went to India during you know the whole you know, yeah. in East India, blah, 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 tea, so stuff, colonization, colonizer. yep, colonizer, had sex with a 15-year-old girl, oh, um, they had a child, she had a child, um, and basically, I don't really know how it went yeah, down, she but had she had a child, yeah. um, I don't know how it went down, but essentially, the grandmother brought this, quote-unquote, illegitimate child home to phrase. raise, to raise her to become a as white uh, as possible. Yeah, an yeah. aristocrat. Um, and basically, a lot of the stuff that went into the trial was talking about how she was, like, influenced by India. And how, like, her mom was not, because her mom was probably a sex worker, mm-hmm. she was introduced to those ideas very young, and that's how she got it. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about the part. What part? Mary has a sex book, an erotica book. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of like this is how maybe she was influenced. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We don't really yeah. know what I it mean, is. It would make sense that like maybe that's how she kind of got the idea that lesbians even existed because mm-hmm. 
it was like everything was so repressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how she would have really known at that age, at that time. I don't know either. Yeah. So the only thing we can think of, and the only clue that the director gives us, is that she has this quote-unquote dirty mag, yeah. <laughs> essentially, uh, and this book of what I would assume is erotica. Yeah. Um, that she shares with all of her like roommates. Yeah, that <laughs> the little funny. girl with like the. She's like, wow, the, the double girl, wow. She looks, she looks like Mara Wilson and Matilda. <laughs> I kept thinking that Mara Wilson is a lovely human oh she's I really great. love her um she's wonderful yeah <laughs> she's also a bisexual queen Ooh. So, yeah nice love her need more of those she's great she's great <laughs> on twitter amazing oh my twitter. god she's so funny on twitter yeah. um anyway yeah anyway so, and also we haven't really talked about mental health and we're not really qualified to do that either <laughs> i'm but a I therapist <laughs> I said, I am a therapist. You are a therapist? No. Okay. Sorry. That's not a joke. I shouldn't talk about it. I shouldn't joke about it. Um, But, yeah, I would just say, like, I always like to say when we're talking about suicide, like, suicidal ideation is really common, and you don't have to feel broken if you have suicidal ideation, and if you need help, it's okay to reach out and tell someone. And I used to volunteer for Crisis Text Line, and nice. that's a great resource. So if you text 741741, you'll get an anonymous person. You just talk to them over text, and it's pretty great. So Yeah, and it's free, right? It's free, yes. Yeah, so that is something that you definitely want to, because I know that a lot of people in the LGBTQ yeah. community can't afford Mm-hmm. a regular therapist yeah. they and might not have not out to people yeah so getting yeah. in an, or talking to an anonymous person and mm-hmm. just letting out your feelings in a safe place yeah having a safe person to talk you to can is really say important anything and they won't judge you yeah <laughs> so they're there to help yeah um yeah we definitely There's tons of other crisis hotlines too i just don't know what they are off the top of my head <laughs> that's okay yeah. <laughs> you anyway. can you can start with that one yeah please reach you out if you need yeah um, talk to your trusted friend, um, but definitely contact yeah. a crisis center if you feel like you are in a bad place. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No shame. Yeah. Because the world is better with you in it. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So okay. I'm sorry this bummed you out so much. Yeah. Oh, me specifically? <laughs> you specifically. <laughs> it's okay. I have my way hot fan It's okay. <laughs> I felt really, really bad because oh, no, you were don't like. Feel bad. I knew what I was getting into. Okay. Because I had read about it beforehand. I was like, this movie was made in the 60s. I bet it's not super queer positive. Let me look at it. Let me read a little. How about awesome it. would it be if it was? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess for me, I've been lucky to not. I've never felt like those dirty feelings about myself. I've never thought something was necessarily wrong with me. I thought I was different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. You know, hearing someone say that they felt sick and dirty really it does it does hurt, mm-hmm. um, but it hurts someone in a very. Someone who feels sick and dirty because of something that you also, re- like, identify with. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I can identify it and relate in that way, but it is extremely upsetting. Yeah. And I know it can be for a lot of people because they have felt that way or they've been told that they are sick and dirty, mm-hmm. um, and you're not. Love oh. is beautiful. Yes. And gays are especially beautiful. And I'm Weird. really oh. glad it's not 1961. Oh, me too. So I can be we live gay. In a way better time. <laughs> yeah, at least for queers, it's better now. It's pretty. 
It's good. Yeah. Good, yeah, and good period. we got lots of good queer content in the world that's not this movie. So, <laughs> speaking for that. Yeah, speaking of content, you can reach us at gotpalswatch at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Send us your thoughts, your movie suggestions, your, even though we probably have all the queer <laughs> movies already in our spreadsheet, but always looking for more. One that you want to hear about yeah, relatively totally. soon. <laughs> And, um, yeah, just say hi or whatever. Yeah. Send us some fun gifts. Oh, love a gif. Yep. Love a gif. <laughs> um, where else can they reach us? Um, we're on Twitter at Gal Pals Watch. We're on Instagram at the same uh, username, Gal Pals Watch, and Tumblr at Gal Pals Watch the Podcast. All one word. <laughs> yeah. So we're on the internet. Come find us. The interwebs. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we love that you guys are listening yeah. and coming with us on this super fun journey yes. and just listening to us nerd out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Have a wonderful gay day. Bye. Gay! <laughs>